did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hey, survivors, welcome back to the Apocalypse Postcast, a podcast. I'm Makeshift, your host. And you know, one of my favorite things about Apocalypse Festivals is one, that there's so many of them, but two, the more important part, they're so different. And it all depends on where they are. So the world's largest Mad Max festival, Wasteland Weekend, takes place in the Mojave Desert. And so you get that like Mad Max, the road warrior kind of feel where it's completely desolate. It's not survivable. I mean, the Mojave is really tough to live in even today uh, with all of our modern technology and infrastructure. It's still hard to live in. But then when you head east, you start to get some different feels. So when you're talking about Aftermath or the Junkyard Festival, they're in the South, Georgia and Alabama, and they're very green. And you just end up with this totally different feel. So you can actually still get a little bit of that humidity, the uh, plant life, a lot of insects, that kind of thing. Um, but also you get a lot more like cloudy days. You could get rain. Um, and today we're going to be talking to another festival that takes place in Oklahoma. It's called Atomic Falls. So named because it used to take place at an abandoned water park, but they've moved on from that location, but kept the name and kind of tweaked it a little bit. They're going to tell you all about that in a little bit. Oklahoma is really neat because it's also green, but then as it gets into the summer, it turns into this like auburn golden brown. So it it has that kind of like dried out feel. Um, and just depending on how the weather is, it could be green, it could be brown, who knows? But it totally offers a whole different aesthetic. And here's another thing. So Wasteland Weekend takes place on private property in the middle of the Mojave. There's nothing there in the off season at all. Detonation that takes place at Uranium Springs in Arizona, that's an owned piece of property and they have allowed permanent structures. And so there's a whole shanty town there. Uh, junkyard used to take place at a literal junkyard. Now it takes place in more of like a workshop type situation. And Atomic Falls, even though it used to take place at that abandoned water park, has a brand new location that's actually like a paintball and airsoft tournaments or games, or just when you just run around and shoot each other with plastic pellets. So what's really cool about those kind of locations is they'll just throw a bunch of garbage everywhere. And they're going to tell you how well decorated this place is. But just imagine, you know, like a boneyard of all the coolest military stuff laying around. And that's just part of the atmosphere. So I think that's really cool how all the different festivals kind of use what they have available to them to create these unique experiences. No matter which festival you go to, you're still going to end up with a whole bunch of awesome wastelanders who are all there for the love of this genre of TV and movies and comic books and books and stories. And they're all awesome people. Well, maybe not all of them. A few, a few of them have weeded themselves out because, you know, they just can't not be a dick. That's rule number one. When you go to these festivals, don't be a dick. And there might be other rules that go along with that, but it all comes down to that. Just be a good person uh, and everyone's going to get along. And uh, I think, you know, the smaller the event, the less the chance that you're going to end up with some real problem characters. <laughs> so some of these smaller events can actually be really great. And uh, um, for people that get intimidated by 5,000 people in the Mojave Desert, um, going to one of these smaller events could be a really great way to find yourself in the community, to experiment with some new characters or some new art costumes. If you want to try out um, like a like a camp idea without, you know, having 5,000 people walk through your front lawn, uh, this is the place to do it. And I think that's really cool. So what else is going on? Is there anything in the real world um, at this point where we're coming to the end? Not, I mean, not the end. We're never going to be out of this pandemic. It's going to be with us for a long time, right? But we're coming down to the end of it being a major social barrier across the country. People are getting vaccinated, which is great. Um, get your vaccinations, guys. They do not have 5G chips. Bill Gates is not going to be tracing you through a vaccine. And by the way, I've got my vaccine about uh, three, three, four weeks ago at when this comes out. And um, the needle is so small. Literally, you could not fit a microchip in there. You might fit a nano chip, but how are you going to power it? Anyway, the, uh, the conspiracies can all, well, fuck off because they're getting in the way of our apocalypse festivals. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Um, I guess that's about it. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that the world's opening up again, um, getting back to normal, and we can start going to festivals again. This is going to be great because Atomic Falls, which is in June, June 23rd to 27th, it's going to kind of kick off a summer of getting back to normal. And we're going to talk to some of the other festivals that are going to take place over the next few months. And I'm hoping to go to as many of them as possible. Of course, you know, the real world work and stuff is going to prohibit me from going to all of them. But uh, I'm definitely going to more than one this year. We'll just get that out of the way. Okay. Well, guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. And um, I'm going to get out of the way here and open the space back up for me as I have a wonderful conversation with Slay and Killjar of Atomic Falls. Uh, right after this quick word from a wastelander. Here we go. Oh, hey! Welcome to Wasteland Where, or we're better known as the Grotto. What we got here is a fine bunch of merchandise that we do in the real world. What we do in the real world is screen printing, embroidery, graphic design. If you need anything like that, you can get a hold of us at Golden Grotto Silk Screening at goldengrotto.net, 530-841-0543. Or you can find us on the webpage, the Facebook thing, at Wasteland Wear. Hello, Killjar and Slay. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thanks for having us, Makeshift. I'm glad we've survived long enough to, to, to talk with you. Awesome. And Slay, say hi. Hello, everyone. Hello, Makeshift. It's uh, good to hear from you again. You too. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, I know Atomic Falls is coming up really soon, um, but why don't you guys kind of describe what it is? Is it a festival? Is it an art show? Um, well, Atomic Falls is a post-apocalyptic festival. Uh, this year it's taking place June 23rd through the, gosh, what is 27th. the last day? The 27th. So that last um, part of June. It takes place at D-Day Adventure Park located in Wyandotte, Oklahoma. We will be out there camping in the wilds of the Oklahoma landscape uh, that entire time. We're going to have lots of really cool shit. Um, as of right now, you know, we've got uh, a good number of people going. Um, but yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic festival in the, the wilds of Oklahoma. <laughs> Awesome. That's great. So, um, you know, a lot of people have heard about Wasteland Weekend. We know that there's festivals all across the country. What is going to make yours different from what people have experienced at these other festivals? Well, we, uh, we actually draw a lot from uh, our attendees. Uh, it's very important uh, for us to uh, have uh, our attendees be participants and not just visitors. We really enjoy the camps that bring uh, different uh, activities, uh, everything from karaoke to uh, 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 burlesque shows. Uh, uh, we have a tent that sets up like a game tent and casino type area. Awesome. And uh, uh, we even have our, our very own uh, barter town uh, where people are, are welcome to come and, and uh, barter or trade. Or I, I think there may even be some old world money that floats around there a little bit for certain goods. <laughs> So, uh, well, the aesthetic of Atomic Falls is going to be different than what people may have experienced if it's their first time attending a post-apocalyptic festival in this type of area, you know, where there's woods and there's green and things like that. That's going to be completely different. It'll offer a different aesthetic background than what people have experienced before. The park that we that the event takes place at has infrastructure already in place. They host paintball and airsoft tournaments there. And so there's a lot of structure um, that's already in place that we build off of when we put our city together. There's downed aircraft. We've got, there's a, a helicopter, um, a large chunk of a commercial airliner, old military vehicles. <laughs> and the park owner literally has an APC and a uh, artillery tank uh, that we end up driving around uh, the grounds as well. So. Yes, it actually runs and drives yeah. and he will take attendees 
around on, the park on, on top this of the thing. thing. Oh my gosh. It's, it is absolutely amazing. That is so cool. We actually had a car smash here uh, a couple of years ago. Of course, we didn't have it uh, Atomic Falls last year because of COVID. And we're glad we can, you know, with precautions, we're, we're starting to, to realize that we can do outdoor events here, uh, luckily. Uh, but in the years past, we uh, had a car smash and uh, the car smash turned into a car being rolled over. And then that shortly turned into uh, the, the groundskeeper, Terry, uh, taking the APC and actually driving it over the car. So, you know, it's fun. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen. It's the wasteland. Now, hold up. Hold up. Because car smash, I'm picturing... Um, this is probably an old car and a bunch of people just pick up like bats and pipes and stuff and just smack it. Kind of. Well, we, we, there was some safety protocol. We had to, you know, kind of let people take turns, you know, and make sure that, you know, everybody got safety glasses and crap like that. But still, you're, if you have a homemade weapon that you might want to see what happens to a car when you use it and never had the opportunity, well, we had the opportunity then. Yes. So there was. A uh, funny, funny story about that. There was actually a Nickelback CD <laughs> in this vehicle that got knocked loose during the car smash. Uh-huh. And someone had made the joke of, this is why the world ended. Nickelback. <laughs> and they like mounted it to their staff and were like walking around the rest of the event with like this Nickelback CD hanging <laughs> from their staff. So man, it, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, if we were to have that again, um, I don't know if our... I don't know I if, don't know do if our insurance again. would allow yeah. for it again. We were like, ah, maybe this wasn't the smartest that was, thing that ever. That was kind of a gray area. We skirted around there, but uh, it was still it was still entertaining, and it was it was a good focal point. Uh, oh, for sure for for that particular day. See, now that's why people should make sure they don't miss an event because you never know what will never be able to happen again. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. We uh, one year we I'm big into the vehicles, and and that was one of the biggest draws to Mad Max were all these crazy you know. Uh, awesome like vehicles driving around cars and trucks and stuff and that kind of morphed into you know the rat rods and, and me liking hot rods and so much well um not everybody can you know make one of these great big huge awesome vehicles but some people can like mod four-wheelers or atvs or excuse me or motorcycles or uh, like riding lawnmowers and crap so we end up having an impromptu drag race drag show where <laughs> Participants actually raced from one location down a stretch, got lipstick put on them by ladies that were helping with the uh, the spa apocalypse where they get your hair and your makeup done. And then you would have to turn around and race back to where you had started from where other ladies uh, put on eye makeup. And then you had to race, turn around again and race back through the finish line to see who had won. And um, that was that was totally impromptu, and ended up being an absolute blast. Uh, there, were, you know, people watching, the people getting makeup that were driving vehicles, everybody looking like they had huge red lips and black eyes. It was it was really great. It was <laughs> it really was great. a lot of fun. But yeah, and then we've also had um, an actual drag show the the first year yeah. one of our attendees. Um, some of us, myself included, we have drag. Um, alter personas. Um, <laughs> oh, I, nice. Yeah, my drag king um, persona is Phil McCocken. And <laughs> I i mean, everybody... So, hell yeah. I, everybody loves him. He's kind of like this, I don't know, kind of like redneck ladies man of sorts. Like on stage, he like crushes beer cans and like says, you know, all the ladies want him and all the men, you know, want to be him. And... <laughs> like one of my favorite things um i i kid you not i feel more comfortable on stage in drag than i do performing as myself uh, in 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 the burlesque show because we've had burlesque um before as well and that's like the really cool thing every single year we have had people that have brought different um different things to the table and while we have some stuff that relays over every year every year is a little bit different, different. a little bit different yeah each uh, you know camps or or attendees um may decide they want to bring karaoke or we at our camp we actually had a thing called death darts and uh they were lawnmower blades welded into like a plus sign with the ends cut into points 
and uh, you kind of throw them like horseshoes because they're kind of heavy. And uh, it, people walking by, of course, we had a little safety area there, you know, where you wouldn't like stab someone in the head. But people, oh, my goodness. And we always, you know, uh, want people to participate. Uh, we want people to be a part of it because it's not just uh, us out here playing like it's the end of the world. It's, it's everyone else who shows up and them bringing something to the end of the world as well. Yeah, that's so great. And I think that's part of like what makes these festivals so great is, is we're all attendees, but we're also all the show. Exactly. You know, we're all both on stage and the audience at the same time. We're all and and I I love, you know, Wasteland Weekend amongst other uh, festivals. It's like, the best thing to do is just go hop from camp to camp and just yes. see like, what, what are you guys doing? What's your stick? What, yes. you know, make me laugh, like feed me something weird, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> feed me something weird with consent. Like, <laughs> let me know what I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. So yeah. Give me a little bit of the lay of the land. Um, I know you said um, you've got all these like broken down military vehicles, which is awesome. Do you have like a themed zone or is it kind of interspersed camping? Well, we try to keep everybody who's close to downtown area because there's a big church there where uh, normally the Chug and Slug uh, sets up a bar. Uh, they'll be there again this year. Um, and uh, it's close to where Barter Town is. We have our own Barter Town where we can you know, sell and trade for, for goods, of course. And we try to keep everybody who's close to downtown in theme. We want your camp to look like it's a shanty. We want stuff to be covered up. We don't want to see your shiny cars. But as you start getting you know, kind of out towards the edges of uh, the the area there, uh, it's a little okay then to have like, you know, you might see uh, a, a tent that's only covered with a sheet or something, you know, and, and, and then as you get even farther out, then you start seeing, you know, uh, camps that, that aren't really in theme at all. And we're okay with that. We're okay with that. We just want to make sure that when people show up, they're, they're having fun and everybody's, yeah. everybody's participating. This is not a spectator sport. So yeah. And our, our downtown area, Kiljar had already mentioned, um, there's a church structure, <laughs> which we use as a bar because what else would we use it for? <laughs> and on either side of that, uh, there's some uh, structure that people have set up and, and used in the past, uh, but there's more room for growth there. So if somebody wanted to use yeah. those areas. And of course, that's where our stage is at. Yeah, and our stage else. is there um, in the in the middle of town. And so our, our town area is literally that. It's, it's a town where everyone is drawn to uh, kind of both during the day and in the evening. Um, so it's, it's, it's really great. You will still have to kind of, you know, walk to different places. I mean, we're not so small and, and tight knit that everything is kind of jammed into one area, but the great thing about our event is because it's on a smaller scale. Um, it's kind of very like intimate and you get very to know everyone. Yeah. Um, and we don't so strictly hold people to like this really, really strong, like all of these aesthetic rules that you have to camp super far away. Um, you yeah. know, you're not going to be in the middle of town, but you're still going to be close enough to where, you know, when you've had too much to drink at the chug and slug, someone could <laughs> walk your drunk ass back to your camp and it's not like a huge nice. trek to get there. Yeah. Gotcha. And are there tribes or like theme zones? Um, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely have tribes and clans and groups. Yeah. That come to our event, the, uh, you know, we rust riders and chug and slug. Backyard um, bruisers, yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of tribes and we do have kind of like a, a theme zone application of sorts or maybe like a tribe application. And that gets sent to um, the person that's in charge of event layout. And he will look at the uh, size, the size of the camp that you're bringing, how much, you need. how much you need, you know, if you are going to be hosting some sort of something at your camp, things of that nature. And then he takes a look at the, at the layout and figures out where to put you. Yeah. So yes, we have, you know, if you're bringing a large tribe and you kind of, kind of want a set space, you need to apply for it. But we don't want people to feel that they have to, you know, apply for something in order to be yeah, just in to show up you know, with two or three or four people, even though you have a great camp, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, set up a, a, a placement application type thing. So, Gotcha. Cool. And as far as, um, you know, the way people dress and the way they decorate their camps and stuff, where are people drawing inspiration? Because obviously you're not quite the same as like a Mad Max, like desert festival. So you must be drawing a lot more uh, inspiration from other other stories, other media. Um 
what what kind of um, ideas can people find at Atomic Falls? Well, see, being in the middle of the country, uh, there's there's still a little bit of grass here. There's there's still some trees left. Uh, the aesthetic of Mad Max was always like a like desolate desert where nothing grew and everything was dead and and that was that was one version of the end of the world well here you know there's we always used to make jokes because here we are we're almost kind of in the south and we used to make jokes about you know why hasn't anyone cosplay and that's really what it is but made up an outfit of some like I don't know, backwoods, like hillbilly such, who doesn't even know that the world has ended because they've just been living off grid forever anyways. And uh, that's funny. It is funny because that's something that, you know, we joke about kind of tongue in cheek type thing. But, you know, really, if it happened that way, if the world did end, you probably would end up with these types of people. So, <laughs> of course you uh, would. So here's a, here's a short story here. Uh, uh, it was the first year at the new site location at D-Day Adventure Park. And um, we had not met uh, the groundskeeper yet. His name's Terry and his wife, Teresa. And they're really great people. Well, they came rolling in and, again, never had met these people before in their li- in, my, in our lives. And uh, he has this, like, rat rod Jeep truck thing which draws my attention right away. I'm like, holy crap, like, what the hell is this thing? This thing's freaking badass. <laughs> and as they start, you know, lopity 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 lop through town I'm, and drive past, I'm like looking at how cool this car is. Well, in the back of this little pickup truck, uh, they have an old Coca-Cola bottle uh, container, like flat container, you know? Mm-hmm. And in it were like a whole bunch of little plastic bottles all made up to look like, uh, like Molotov cocktails. And I'm like, holy shit, it's like, this is really cool. Like, who the hell are these people? Well, as he gets out, <laughs> as he gets out of the vehicle, he is, they are dressed in this persona, in this like backwoods. He's in coveralls with no shirt on underneath. The bottoms are all like ratted up and dirty and looking gross. He's got like a straw hat on that looks like it's been around for 50 years or something, all nasty like around. Like straight him. up deliverance. Straight yes. up deliverance looking people. And <laughs> she gets out of the passenger side and she's dressed in like a freaking, like a muumuu or something, like a onesie, like floral <laughs> dress. It's all like super faded. And again, it's all gross and nasty down around the bottom. And then she's wearing like a like little sun hat looking thing that again, totally distressed, totally looks the part, and it has like the little tag hanging off the side, like a, who was it, a mini pearl or whatever off the oh, yeehaw yeah. show. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my, I'm losing my shit. I'm like, y'all are fucking killing it right now. It's like, who are you? <laughs> like, this is great. Well, it turns out they, uh, you know, being a caretaker there at the park, he, he mows and stuff before some of the paintball events and airsoft, which yeah. we don't, we don't do paintball and airsoft at Atomic Falls, but, uh, you know, he's, he's just there all the time. And, um, while doing groundskeeping stuff, he collects, you know, bones cause it's in the woods. You got deer, there's pig out there, uh-huh. there's all kinds of stuff. Well, he has collected these bones and they have used these bones to like decorate outside of their camp area. Their camper was actually a, a reclaimed uh, RV that had burned, and the whole backside of the RV was was burned. It was gone, and oh, he wow. had made it into like a toy hauler, so you could drive his like little Jeep truck thing up on the back of this camper. But then when they got to where they were going, that flat deck on the back ended up being like a freaking porch. And they had like a shitty ass like tarp like hanging over the porch and had like rocking chairs out there. Yes. And then the front half of the camper trailer that was still a a trailer uh, was then able to uh, be their living quarters where they had all their, uh, you know, their bed and everything else actually set up inside. So, and and their barter, they brought barter items. Oh my gosh. And, um... Their deal was uh, uh, they had made little tomato plants. They had actual tomato plants in busted uh, coffee mugs, like mugs that didn't have handles on them and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And they had those lined up outside of like their camp as their like their barter table. They were bartering, you know, uh, plant uh, vegetables or vegetable plants. That's so great. Oh yeah, I'm like, dude, this is freaking badass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so short story long. So yeah. So- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to coin that aesthetic like apocabilly, apocalypse hillbilly. Like Apoc- that's it. Yeah. I like that. So I like in, that. in addition, yeah, in addition to the you know apocabilly um, aesthetic, we kind of draw a little bit more from 
uh, I know Book of Eli was kind of desolate as well, but a little, you know, a little green. Um, not so much uh-huh. Water World because, I mean, you know, we don't, we're not <laughs> living in an ocean. But our, right. yeah, our aesthetic at Atomic Falls, um, it's kind of, I don't know, we have a little bit of everything. It, it gives people the opportunity to maybe delve into an aesthetic that they haven't necessarily been able to before or something that might interest them or a way that they might want to go. Um, a lot of our, I shouldn't say a lot of our coloring is different. Um, I think that kind of still pulls from, you know, a desert You mean like the color vessel. palette of the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, the backdrop is different. I think, I don't know. There is still some green, but the grass is kind of gray and brown still in yeah. certain areas because as it you know starts to grow during the spring, it, you'll have some leftovers from the year before. So you still have some of that the greenery, you know, the the green and, and the browns, but it's not desert, you know. Yeah. But the, the camps that show up are really what you know kind of, and we, we keep coming back to that because it's really the attendees that that make the event, and um, you know. Uh, People draw from, uh, you know, Fallout or, uh, you know, we talk, you know, talked about the Book of Eli or uh, mm-hmm. even even video games, not even Fallout, but uh, like Borderlands, Borderlands, where they have a little bit yeah. brighter colors, uh, but they're still distressed and dirtied and still look mm-hmm. the part, you know. We're not going to, you know, completely, uh, you know, shun anybody who has, you know, something, you know, a little bit neon on their on their person you know or anything that would be really that would be really kind of crappy in my opinion but as long as it's made to look uh uh, weathered and distressed and like it could have been in the apocalypse absolutely let's let's make it part of the apocalypse yeah let's try it yeah so it sounds like you guys do a little bit more of like the punk style stuff along with all the black leather and oh yeah and yeah we do for sure yeah there's not there's not really anything um, that we aren't willing to try. If somebody, you know, has some sort of aesthetic <laughs> that they're like, this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think about it? And yeah. Bring it to the table. Now, now we're not like, uh, nice. uh, like cyberpunk type stuff. We're, we're not big into that right. aesthetic, you know? And even though we haven't had zombies and we don't really like push that idea, you know, if, if you want to show up again, looking like, uh, you know, maybe somebody off The Walking Dead. I don't know about like one of the walkers necessarily. Just like throw blood on yourself and call it an outfit. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I'd go with that. But uh, you know, still, if 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 that's going to be part of the aesthetic and something you want to go with, then uh, you know, we're, we would certainly be open to the idea of it for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Um, all right, so yeah, zombies would be cool. Would would aliens fit? Like. Anything like that? Well, the alien apocalypse kind of pulls into a little bit more of like the cyberpunk uh, idea of it, yeah. at least kind of in my right. opinion. But uh, even this year, I think we have a, uh, a camp that's going to be showing up that's going to be more of like kind of a space themed, uh, kind of like, uh, what is mm. it, the, the 100, you know, where they were oh, exiled yeah. into space, but then they came back and it, it's still apocalyptic. It's still the end of the world, but there's, there's some more tech there. There's a little bit more... Uh, uh, technology draw i think there so i'm kind of looking forward to see what their camp shows shows up looking like nice well it sounds great so um what what kind of um entertainment i know you mentioned some stuff that's happened in the past but what kind of entertainment do you guys have scheduled for this year oh wow there's there's a list list. (laughs) there's a big list all right so um we have a, a black thumb build off uh, we have an apocalyptic cook-off. Now hold on, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to explore these as you go. Black Thumb build off. Yeah. Um, Kiljar actually hosts that. <laughs> so yeah, is this like like are you making vehicles on the fly? Uh, not quite that much, but I will put together uh, identical kits of items, and I'll, I normally put together you know four or five uh, different kits, and they'll all contain building items, building blocks. Maybe it's all uh-huh. in a coffee can, and there's there's wire ties, there's screws, there's uh, items in there to make a thing. Now this thing doesn't necessarily have to be functional, but it does have to prove of uh, an idea that could be functional. Uh, actually, okay. we have one guy that made a pit boy uh, out of <laughs> out of the items one year, which was fucking awesome. Uh, and somebody else had made what looked like a still or like a, a distillery of some sort. And even though it wasn't obviously didn't work, you know, but the proof of concept, like the idea. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that that could fit the aesthetic. That's totally you've made something out of this junk that I have given you. Okay. And then uh, uh, I kind of work out a, a a scoring system of like, did they use all the pieces uh, and, and stuff like that? And the thing is, is that you have to use all the parts in the kit, but then you are allowed to cut them, distress them, paint them. Uh, tie them together, do whatever, you do whatever want. you want to them to help in that aesthetic. But only things allowed to be added are bonus items, and uh, those bonus items change from year to year. Uh, they most generally have to do with uh, a light bulb or a small fan <laughs> and a battery source. And those people then have to find camps or other people who are participating in in the build off to get those bonus items, and you get bonus oh, okay. points for using them and incorporating them yeah. into the build. So. Nice. It's fun. Right. I'm not, I, yeah. I, I've been I've been getting it better and better every year. But like I said, it's a it's, it's a fun deal, and it's his baby. And then he he had already <laughs> mentioned um, kind of like a, a wasteland cook off type thing. I had uh-huh. we we had it in the past, and I wanted to have it again this year. And I had approached someone, um, Warboy Von Fury. He <laughs> has been bringing. Um, like salsas and pickled things to events before. And so I'd asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, this is kind of your thing. What would you think about hosting, you know, kind of like a, a a cook off style thing at atomic falls. And he was like, hell yeah, sign me up. I want to do that. And so he's going to kind of be in charge of that. But the, the idea behind it is you'll have random mystery cans, I think, of things that you're you're given. And then you go back to your camp and you have a certain amount of time to, to make the food. And then it gets presented and judged at that point. So we'll definitely awesome. have that this year. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, have, keep going down the list. Yeah, we have a wonderful um, stage manager. Uh, and she has started working with different tribes and different people to put together specific entertainment for the stage. Um, I don't know if we're going to have a separate like burlesque show this year. I think we're going to have it kind of like an all in one variety show variety on thing, like yeah. two different nights, like oh, maybe Friday great. and Saturday <laughs> night. And so anybody who wanted to, you know, bring something to the table, are you a comedian? You know, do you play an instrument? Are you a burlesque dancer? You know, are you, do you dance with flags? Do you spin fire? anything uh that could be brought to i don't know enhance that variety show i mean yeah, the possibilities are Content. are endless and she's actively uh looking for people so if anybody was interested in that they could they could totally sign up for it um and then i don't know if we're necessarily going to have death cart races but death carts will be there something will probably a, happen with yeah, death carts we'll have, a, we'll have a, a parade um oh my gosh what else like there's just like so much stuff that it's a little bit. Yeah, I know. Hard to... <laughs> uh, I know Tiffany with Barter Town. I know she yeah, has some Barter stuff Town. that she was wanting to, to do as well. So, like I said, there's a uh, there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, Backyard Bruisers is, are bringing the uh, uh, back road bruisers are bringing uh, the chug and slug, and we've mentioned them before. They they're a pretty good sized camp, and and they really add a lot uh, to Atomic Falls, and we're we're glad to see them coming back again this year too. Yeah, they'll be bringing the uh, they, the chug and slug people who have bring- attended our events before, or even Wasteland Weekend. Um, chug and slug was part of the den. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that people may be familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. And that was amazing. That set up at Wasteland uh, with the courtyard this year and everything. Oh, my. well, not this year, but in 2019. Uh, yes. I, that was really impressive. Yeah, we uh, we were actually there in 18 and uh, we actually uh, were not able to go in 19 because uh, we okay. ended up buying our house here. But we were uh, part of the Den's first we were, year. We were part of the Den's first year and uh, we were there with uh, Atomic Endings, actually, uh-huh. uh, right next to uh, Chug and Slug. And, uh, it yeah, was, that was great. So it was, they'll, they'll it was be fun. there. They'll be bringing that same setup. Anybody who's ever partied uh, with Chug and Slug before. Um, that's going to be coming back this year. We're going to have karaoke. I think the Scullies may be hosting that this year. Um, you don't have to sing well in order to participate <laughs> in karaoke, obviously. Well, that's, that's how karaoke goes, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a rule, um, actually. <laughs> and then I know um, in 
our last year that we were able to hold Atomic Falls in 2019, um, we had somebody that re-envisioned and rewrote a stage play. Oh, yeah. And yeah. gosh, that was one of like the most popular things from that year. Nice. We had, um, of course, people here in the local area just simply because we had to get together uh, for rehearsals, yeah. but you know, we rehearsed and then we um, got on stage and performed that at in 2019. <laughs> that, that was great. That was actually really. really it was a lot, a lot of, fun. of fun. It was there. You know, y- you laughed and it was it was wonderful. <laughs> and then we're going to have a uh, swimsuit competition um, this year. I know that that's that's something that we'd had, I believe, the first year, and then it had kind of uh, fallen off. But is that when really the Dirty Boys showed up? Yeah, that was when the Dirty Boys were there. Oh my god! <laughs> Steve C. Fucking Bobby Doug. He got up on stage with uh, Larry. Larry, and uh, there was the Germans, and there was the Dirty Boys, and they were getting <laughs> clean. Ah, oh, and yeah. it was it was ridiculous. But there are there are no photos or videos of that time because you know. Because of things, um, there will also be there will be DJs. There will be DJs there, yeah, so we'll have, have DJs. professional DJs uh, with music. Um, we have our own kind of smaller version of slag races. Uh-huh. People who you know had attended um, uh, Wasteland Weekend in and seen that before. It's a uh, a scaled down uh, version, but much the same as as what it is out there. So, so to those who don't know uh, what slag races are, may not have witnessed uh, the the debauchery that is such. Um, people modify uh, vibrators and dildos to race down a sheet of corrugated tin <laughs> to see who wins. <laughs> yes. And it is the most ridiculous and fun thing to bet caps on uh, that you'll see the size of Wasteland. Oh, yeah. For sure. awesome. <laughs> yep. and, then, and then we we have other stuff that's not necessarily um, entertainment. Uh, we have like missions and quests. And then a game uh, or a casino tent. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a scavenger hunt. We're uh, putting together a disc golf course. The amount of space that we have to work with at, at our event site is amazing. And uh, um, I think there's also, there's Wasteland Olympics as well. Oh, yeah. We One of the people from, that's coming from yeah. that, uh, the kind of space themed tribe is doing a wasteland uh olympics and it's much like what it what it sounds like you know different events that i think that you earn yeah. uh points for so yeah. you know, i'm, I'm looking forward to things. see what they do with that because i think that could be that could be a lot of fun to watch too or participate in yeah there's literally so. yeah and that's only what we have so far we are now that we're getting kind of closer to the event people are starting to get hyped up and excited and they're having all these great ideas and sending them to us. Like, dude, you and better get on it. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like there's literally so much that's going to be going on that we yeah. don't even know. We're, we're about, we're about 10 <laughs> weeks out, nine weeks out. So we're, we're kind of into the crunch time right now. And uh, again, with COVID this year, we've, we've really limited uh, our numbers uh, because even though we're an outdoor event, and you know, uh, distancing is is more than possible to to, to do. Um, we do encourage to, you know still people to wear their masks and stuff when they're they can't be uh, too far away from uh, one another. And of course, we're going to have uh, extra uh, hand washing stations and stuff like that this year too. Oh, so that's great! Keep everybody yeah. safe and and just keep it still. I know everybody's looking to party. Everybody's looking to get out and 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 see everyone again. But we want to you know stress that we're, we're still not really all the way out of this yet. And uh, so we've we've limited our, our capacity this year. And even though we have released more tickets, uh, as you know the the vaccines have been getting put in more people and uh, states are starting to open back up and do more things. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we have felt more comfortable with, with getting more people to the event, you know, right. But we're not just going to go total ham. I mean, we're not no. going to just let everybody in the freaking dog, you know, come on in if they want to. So, uh, we're, like I said, we're still kind of limiting it this year. Gotcha. I'm glad to hear that because that was actually going to be one of, one of my questions was, you know, what about COVID? What are we doing differently this year? Um, so I'm glad that you're, doing the hand washing stations and the masks. I mean, there's th- just these simple like baseline things that we can do to make sure that the events still happen, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, to, and to keep, you know, and keep people uh, safe. I know, I think, you know, Kildra and I, I myself plan to go ahead that Friday before, because we spend uh, an entire week out there at the event site 
And so I'm planning, I'm planning on getting uh, tested the that Friday, yeah, the rapid test Friday before we go out there, because once we're on site, we're on site. So we're basically quarantined um, at the end of it. You know, I want to be able to say prior to going, I did not <laughs> have COVID and then I made it through the event and I'll likely get tested um, a few days after just to make sure I'm safe. You know, that's not something I have to do. That's not something we're telling anybody to do. I just myself feel, um, I don't know, responsible, responsible and, and make sure that I'm, I'm being safe and hand washing stations, <laughs> hand sanitizer, you know, not licking each other's whatever. <laughs> but that's going to be you the know? hardest thing. That's going to be the hardest thing. Not yes. To do. Not to lick each other. Yeah. Will probably <laughs> be hard. But no, I mean, we're still going to have fun, but we're going to be safe about it. Yeah. And are you guys getting any guidance from Oklahoma on that? Um, well, yes and no. Oklahoma's been kind of, I don't know. I, I don't want to say they don't care, but they're probably <laughs> one of the more like lean yeah. states yeah. as far as not putting yeah. any guidance forth. But, you know, we will follow um, whatever CDC guidelines are in place at that time because people are okay, like, well, what are you doing? But, uh, you know, what is in place now versus what's in place Another, when the event you know, starts yeah, could change. Happens. Right. And so we plan, you know, we plan on uh, on on following that and being, you know, being responsible. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, the timing of your event is going to pretty closely coincide with um, a lot of states, you know, releasing all of their uh, COVID restrictions uh, yeah. or yes. at least or at yeah. least starting to get back into the larger festivals, which yeah. kind of reminds me how many people um are going to be at atomic falls this year and is that pretty comparable to what's normal uh yeah th- this year we're looking at uh probably right about 200 and it, it has fluctuated uh, a little less than that uh into a little bit more than that uh like i said it's not a huge event and uh we do look forward to growing uh in the future but uh it, it's kind of like just kind of hovered right around that 200 person mark uh i think actually our first year i think we had like 220 or 230 and then uh, I think in 19, I think we only had like 180-ish or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so right so around in the same it area fluctuates. though. Yeah, yeah. It fluctuates. But I mean, it's by nothing, no means comparison to, you know, eight and 10,000 person events. Right. Like what happened in California. That's, uh, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we'll ever see that here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, one of these days, uh, if I could get to, if we could get to about uh, to 500 people, I think that would be really awesome. That would fill out the space that we have there and, uh, you know, just make it for an even better time. Nice. Yeah. And I, I, I do love um, that there are so many festivals around the country that you, you have an opportunity to not only go to like a Wasteland Weekend where it's 5,000 people, um, and there are some really localized festivals where I, I think... Um, um, what is it? The uh, junkyard uh, yeah. fest was yeah. like fifty people or sixty people, like really yep. intimate. Yeah, we actually uh, have been to that and to uh, uh, aftermath, and uh, they're both uh, you know they're growing as well, and and uh, those cats out there are super cool, and and we always like to add content uh, to their event too. They they end up coming. Uh, yeah, we support each other. I think you know that's that's kind of like. I don't know. Another another thing that we have uh, around here is that we are all small events, and if we can each support each other and, and help grow, and help grow each other's um, events, and and kind of you know everybody wins. Yeah, everybody yeah. wins. You know, we see something cool at one event, and we're like, man, let's have it at 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 ours, or they see something yeah. at, at you know that happens at Atomic Falls, and they want to have it at theirs. I think that's, you know, that's really great. And that's how we can support each other and, you know, grow these smaller events. Something that's also kind of funny, uh, uh, Frank Zeke, uh, he uh, helps put on Aftermath. And uh, he... uh, he always wants us to show up at Aftermath. He's like, y'all work way too hard at Atomic Falls. It's like, y'all just need to show up over here and just relax. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. whenever he shows up at Atomic Falls, I, I try to tell him the same thing. Like, dude, Zeke, just relax, man. He's like, you work too hard at, at Aftermath. This is your time to be on vacation. Yeah, you know, you hang sure. out and you have fun. So it's, you know, because it really, it, it's too much work to be having fun at. But yeah. uh, it, it is fun to, to, to work at what you love. So Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of which, do you guys have volunteers? We do. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, yes, we have volunteers. Um, and our event could not run uh, without volunteers. I have previously only been in charge 
of just the medic side of the house. And we had other people, you know, that were in charge of gate and in charge of rangers. Um, this year I am taking on a different role. I am in charge of, of all of the volunteers with making sure, <laughs> yeah, wrangling cats, with making <laughs> yep. sure that there are leads in place for each of those areas and that there are, um, enough volunteers for each of those areas. And um, I think it's another part of us being, you know, responsible. Yes, we have to have gate. We have to have people there, make sure, you know, that waivers are signed, that IDs are checked. People are 21 or over arm and that they can, yeah, armbands are issued. Uh, they're told, you know, where in the event they're going to be setting up camp. So we have that crew of people that runs on volunteers. We uh-huh. have our rangers, um, kind of anybody... like our, our fixer people. They they run around and they make sure that you know uh, a camp isn't taking up too much space, or right. if you know someone's car is parked in a stupid area, they can kind of help troubleshoot and, and help the event in, in that manner too. And they're, yeah, they're kind of our our eyes and ears. Um, they especially in the evenings, whenever people start to you know uh, drink and and not making <laughs> sure people are being safe, yeah. and that they can get back to their camps. Yeah, we good. also have, you know, the medics and their uh, scope is limited to, you know, uh, Band-Aids or saying, yeah, you know, we need to clean that out and put a Band-Aid on it. Here's a Band-Aid. <laughs> um, we do have people, trained medical people that are there. If something more serious were to happen, they could evaluate you and say, you okay. need to go to the hospital or we need to call yeah, 911. Right. Um, right. So we do have all of those things in place. And volunteers are needed for all of those things. Yeah. Is this something like Wasteland where people can earn a ticket or are they still ticket holders? So they're still ticket holders at this point because we are using someone else's property. We have to pay um, a certain amount per person for that person to be there. But going forward, this year will be the start of that. Um, When you volunteer a certain uh, number of hours or shifts, you will earn a discounted ticket for the next year. In oh, addition cool. to some That's great. swag for yeah. each. Yeah, yeah. some swag each. there too. Yeah. But we, nice. uh, in, in years past, we've had uh, some troubles with people who would volunteer and then not show up. Oh, of course. So then we have these empty spots where it's like, well, crap, you know. Well, we didn't really have a good uh, way of keeping track of like our, our good people who should be rewarded and the people who you know kind of flaked out and – Maybe we don't want them volunteering next year type thing. Right. So hopefully this year we can keep a little better track of that and and offer maybe incentive to not only come back again next year, but to show up for your stinking, you know. For your shift. For your shift when you need to be there. Yeah. It's it's not hard work. It really isn't hard work, but it's still something that, you know, somebody needs to be sitting uh, with at the medic tent and uh, make sure that if somebody has an issue or a problem, you know, they can get attention. They're going to get taken care of. So that's, that's pretty important. Got it. All right, cool. Well, that's good. So anyone who's looking for a discounted ticket, at least for the next event, can sign up and lend a hand this year. We Bingo. hope so. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Now, um, going all the way back, I remember when you guys were first advertising the first Atomic Falls. Um, it was at a different spot. It was at an abandoned water park. Tell me about that. And um, is this, this isn't the same location you're using now, right? Uh, no, it's not, actually. We... Uh... We first, uh, our very first event was actually at Dog Patch uh, USA, and it's just outside of Harrison, Arkansas, and uh, it's at Marble Falls, actually, and that's kind of where we ended up getting the name Atomic Falls, and uh, uh, it was it was a theme park that was set uh, uh, back in the seventies with. Uh, a bunch of you know, there's a big water slide. All hail, all hail, death slide. By the way, because that's what we renamed it. <laughs> and um, you know, there were some uh, rundown buildings and dilapidated structures, and it really set a, a great backdrop for. Uh, it looked like Fallout. I mean, it absolutely looked like some type oh, yeah. of encampment or village uh, from from Fallout. And uh, it being at that park and there being such a, a draw from, you know, people who may have grown up visiting there when they were younger or whatever, I think was what really led to being such a hit uh, our very first year because people wanted to see the inside of the park. Well, the problem with that location, uh, for one, was that it was always meant to be visited. It was meant for people to show up, hang out, 
and go home. It was never mm-hmm. made for people to be setting up camps uh, or actually, you know, living there for for two or three days at a time. So uh, it was going. It was very limited there. And moving forward, uh, I always knew that it was going to be a headache. Uh, the second thing, and that was a, probably the biggest uh, part of us leaving that location, uh, was there's there's a bit of an, an air of of failure that always happens with things that <laughs> yes. occur at that park. There's always been that way. There's been stuff in the past where they've wanted to do this, they've wanted to do that, and then it just everything always falls through. And the uh, the owner who who had it at the point when we were using it uh, followed suit and was exactly the same and really. Uh, uh, kind of forced our hand into having to find a new location it's since then it's it has sold actually to the people who have uh i think bass pro shops or something like that and i think they're they they're going to be doing something special up there i'm sure uh, making some sort of resort or retreat or something with it but uh so yeah we're at a, we're at a d-day adventure park now and like i said it's an airsoft and a, a paintball park and they also host other things out there there's a crap ton of land out there. I think he has, I don't know, four or 5,000 acres of property there in Oklahoma. And he has some room uh, to grow, huh? Definitely <laughs> yes, a lot of definitely room, to grow, room to grow, which is something that we need. Almost too much room really, but, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, and that was, that was a uh, dog patch and uh, it, it will be uh, forever holding a, a soft place in my heart, but I'm kind of glad we're not there anymore. <laughs> got it. But that uh, was also kind of how you guys got your name, right? Atomic Falls. Yeah. Yeah, so there again, Marble Falls. There was a, a great big waterfall uh, there, as well as a smaller waterfall where they had a an old um, uh, mill that milled uh, you know grain and corn and stuff for people, dating back well into the 1800s. Um, so there was a lot of history uh, in that part of the, uh, of the country there. Um, but now uh, with us being at D-Day and the park there having so much dilapidated uh, military equipment and, you know, the tanks and the airplanes and everything as a backdrop, it, it's more like a bomb falling. And uh, so uh, the atomic <laughs> falls kind of yeah. can just morph over into that, uh, yes. into that location. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was we were kind of worried about that as well, as far as, okay, you know, we're going from what used to be Atomic Falls, USA, a playoff of Dog Patch USA, whose slogan was have a heck of a day at Dog Patch USA. And then we had said, have a hell of a day at Atomic Falls, USA. And we're like, well, shit, you know, how are we, <laughs> how are we going to, you know, like turn this? And it's just like Kiljar had said, um, instead of falls in the waterfall sense, it's now falls in, you know, the fall of civilization, civilization. fall of the bomb. Yeah. Nice. And and thinking back to that, uh, that first event, um, were you guys, did you guys both um, co-manage that one as well? Um, we, we did not. We no, did not. We That's... actually met at that event. That's what's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I, uh, I lived in Colorado uh, previously, like before I moved to Arkansas and I actually lived maybe about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes from where the event, uh, the first year that took place. And I was on Facebook events, just kind of looking at things going on around there because I came from an area where there was a lot to do. And I saw this event and it was taking place at Dogpatch. And I had gone there as a child when it was an amusement park. Oh, so cool. So I got kind yeah, I got kind of interested. And I sent a Facebook message to, um, to the group at the time. And they were like, well, Hey, here in a couple of weeks, we're having a cleanup uh, day down at the park. Why don't you come down and join us? And so I went down, helped them, you know, clean up the park and get set up for the event. Um, that first year I did assist um, with helping coordinate the volunteers and volunteering myself. Um, the, <laughs> that one of the <laughs> nights there, uh, Saturday night, I, cause Kildare had kind of caught my eye a little earlier in the event and believe it or not, I'm kind of like a, a really kind of weird, awkward person whenever it comes to like hitting on people. <laughs> a and weird, so, awkward person who's a wastelander. I don't believe it. I know. Right. <laughs> but you know, people think, Oh, you know, Slay, she's so kind of loud and outspoken and that's like totally her personality. <laughs> and it is, but whenever it comes to things like, you know, telling somebody, I don't know, it was just, I was awkward. And so I had this cooler <laughs> and it was the very last night of the event and we were all kind of gathered around the stage uh, 
the stage there waiting for a show to start. And he comes like walking by. And like I said, I, I kind of interacted with him a little earlier in the event. And I was like, hey, Killjar, I have this cooler full of beer and I can't drink it all myself. <laughs> so he ends up like sitting down like, with me. Well, hello. Let me see if I can help. Yeah. And so <laughs> thus began our relationship. Um, and we have, uh, you know, and then we've been together ever since. And that's just, I think that's one of the things that makes us click so well is we are both. Um, I don't know. We, you know, we were passionate about Atomic Falls. We love the event. I, you know, I loved it uh, whenever I found out about it on, on Facebook. And then, you know, when he and I uh, met and we got together, we had a passion for the event. And I am so happy that the two of us um, have been able to work together. In addition, you know, we have kind of like a board of people of our friends that are other attendees and event goers. Oh, yeah. And we all participate and work together to yeah, build there's, Atomic Falls. There's, there's no way that, that one person or two persons could, could ever no. do something like this. Not, not and make it really as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. We, we rely not only on our, our participants or participation of the attendees, but uh, uh, we have a backbone of people who not only share the same passion, but they, they want to see it, grow as well and uh each one uh you know has uh different aspects that they really excel in and like me i I do like build crew type stuff we do uh you know setting up of infrastructure and stuff beforehand where we and we have you know a a stage coordinator stephanie uh, snacks uh she does an awesome job of doing uh, all of our stage type stuff Mm -hmm. uh you know miss slay here she she volunteer she peoples probably better than anyone i know and people uh, is peoples yeah, yes I, people. I, I don't i don't people real good all the time I, I can be a little coarse and uh that's part of where i got my my wasteland name actually Killjar was uh, my, my my sometimes coarseness uh on people's ideas on things <laughs> And uh, I think that's actually even turned into a, a phrase now. Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and kill Jar this one right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, will take, he will take your idea and he will slap you in the face with reality. Hey, I'm a builder. I know what works and what doesn't yes. work. But I'm yep. also, I also want to hear your idea. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bust it up until I know it's dumb. Or be like, there you yeah. Go. Yeah, or he is okay. Well, hey, we don't. The, the way you're going is uh, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> However, let me show you how it hey, will work. How about this? Try it this way because you know we all think about things differently. We all see things through a different shade of, of glasses. And even though it's similar to others, you know, you may have thought about an idea that I've never even considered yet. And if you want to pitch this idea to me because I have you know a mechanically inclined mind and I can kind of see things in a three dimension. Um, yeah, I want to hear your idea. And I, I have to say, there's no short story. A buddy of mine came to me. He's like, man, I have this idea for a hover bike. What? what? A hover bike, huh? <laughs> Dude. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, how are you going to do this hover bike thing? And he's like, starts like pitching it. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. Let me just pause you real quick. I said, don't you think there's probably people in this world who have more money, more knowledge and more abilities than you and I that have thought about hover bike before? He's like, well, yeah, yeah, but just just hear me out. Just hear me out. And he keeps talking about it. And I'm just kind of looking at him like <laughs> wide-eyed. And he like, yeah, yeah, sorry, dude. You're right. You're right. That was a dumb idea. I was like, no, 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 no. It's an awesome idea, dude. Don't get me wrong. That's an awesome idea, but. It ain't going to work. We ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice. anyways, um, there's a lot of uh, uh, our, our people, our, our crew of, of individuals, we really rely on a lot to, to help uh, with the event. And uh, there's no way we could do it without them. Yeah. Um, so you guys now have, uh, let's see, three events under your belt. Is that right? Let's see, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, because we missed last year. There's three. Yeah, and you're going into your fourth. So you've, you've yes. definitely... Um, I'm sure had a very quick learning curve and uh, figured out a lot about running events. So my question is, if there are Wastelanders out there that are like, man, let's put on our own event where we are and we'll do our own thing. What should they know before jumping in? Um, Attend events, first and foremost, you know, especially smaller events like ours, go, you know, and uh, ask. Volunteer. Yeah. See what's going on. See things from behind the scenes. Ask questions of, you know, those that run the event. Uh, bounce your ideas off of them. You know, you can see firsthand 
what would work. Um, like I said, just talk to the people that run the event and they can tell you, okay, this is what worked for us. And this is what didn't, you know, we're a family of, of smaller events and we all work together and bounce ideas off of each other. Um, you need to have an idea of land of where it is that you want to hold the event. Um, that's an, you know, we experienced it with dog patch. Uh, yeah. it was a great backdrop, but not room to grow. So yeah, that was, you got to have a backdrop from. and backdrop is something. Yep, really have a backdrop, important. have room to grow. Um, you know, what, what is going to be your appeal? What's going to make your event different from other events? Um, get insurance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's the thing is like, I think that's something that like people over look is insurance, but I mean, I really enjoy my house and my property and the things that I own and I want to keep it that way. And and Um, just because somebody does something stupid because they're drunk and they're at your party. Yeah. uh, They, if they wanted to, they could be a serious fucking asshole. Uh, Because a a waiver doesn't cover every, a waiver is not going to cover your ass. You know? Yeah. Yeah, You have have waivers. It it does. It does a portion of it, but it will not, but it won't cover everything. Um, (laughs) Rely on others, you know, don't let it be an event that you you do everything nobody's coming to see you they're coming to an event they you won't, know depend they won't come on to the others end of the world. yeah depend on others reach out to attendees you know network with other events um have uh not necessarily a staff but you know a group of you that you can kind of all bounce ideas off of and 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 take hold of, of different aspects of it too i mean if you have someone who's inherently better you know, talking to people or doing internet stuff or peopling, peopling, yes, peopling. Yeah. <laughs> and you have other people that, that can swing a hammer and, and weld on things and build stuff. Uh, yeah. you know, that person is not going to do very good at peopling or computer stuff. So <laughs> yes, yeah. now, you know, you have people who, who can do all things pretty well, or, or even more importantly, have the time to do all those things and do them fairly well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we both work full time. Uh, Slay goes to school, uh, and then here we are trying to pull this event off as well uh, with our, you know, our core group of of uh, friends uh, who uh, also all have lives. They all work. We yeah. all have jobs and families. So there's some juggling there that has to happen too. I think the bi- the biggest pull away is um, network and. Uh, rely on others ask for help don't make it all about you awesome and i i I have done pretty well at doing more of that i I was always one who if i wanted to build something if i wanted to make something i needed to do it myself because that's the only way it was going to happen right so knowing now that i can kind of release that a little bit and i know when i need help i know when i need to you know call on somebody else uh, i think that's been you know a a growing point uh, for myself personally so Awesome. Great. So, um, all right. I want to, I want to start to try to like wrap things up a little bit, but what do you guys see for the future of Atomic Falls? Oh, wow. I mean, we want it to, we want it to grow for sure. And we want, I, I know me personally, and I think Kiljar probably feels a bit the same way. We want Atomic Falls to be on people's list of events they want to go to. Um, we want people to say, wow, I was at Atomic Falls last year and I had one hell of a good time and I'm going to go to Atomic Falls next year and I'm going to bring some friends with me. Um, so we want the event to grow. We want it to be an event that people want to come back to. Um, I did, like we had, he had said earlier, you know, <laughs> three to 5,000 people that is not a goal. Um, no. The goal is to, is to get bigger and grow <laughs> larger um, and to be a, a wasteland destination, a post-apocalyptic festival that people want to come back to year after year. I mean, you guys have an awesome aesthetic. You obviously put a ton of planning into it. You've got a great group of people behind it. Um, I, I mean, I'm excited about it. Well, if you were to come, you'd probably get to see all that naked. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You could talk about Disneyland or you can go to Disneyland. I mean. You make a really good point. I know I do. All right. So where can people find all of their information, buy tickets, all that? What's your links? What's your socials? Um, well, we have uh, 
course, a page that you can go to, Atomic Falls. Uh, is it AtomicFallsUSA.com? Uh, yes. AtomicFallsUSA.com. Atomic Falls. You can get on Facebook and search Atomic Falls. We have both uh, an event uh, page in addition to a like page and a group. Um, our Instagram is uh, at official Atomic Falls. That's something that is uh, growing. I think we probably need to add a social media wizard to to our team because I am uh, utterly <laughs> failing as a social media, but we it's have, hard. it's not, yeah, easy. we have, yeah, no, we have those things, uh, those things up. If anybody has questions, you can send them. One of the quickest ways to get a response uh, from us is to message on Facebook messenger. Awesome. Well, that's great guys. And uh burnertickets.com is where you need to head to uh, pick up some tickets. And there are some links on uh, Facebook. On our pages. Facebook page, we have a link to uh, burnertickets.com where you can go to purchase tickets. As of this morning, we have a very limited uh, number left each and every time that we have added more tickets as things have relaxed in society. We sold out and we expect to sell out again. Awesome. Well, that's great, guys. So as of right now, I, th- I think we got about 30 left. So if y'all are listening to this, you need to get on there and check it out. Awesome. And then um, I'm sure we're going to get lots of pictures and videos after the event posted to those websites. Oh, oh absolutely. for sure. Yeah, we... Um, we are thankful that we have professional photographers that attend our events. Um, I think uh, Thomas Kearns, I think TK is going to try to attend this year. And he had mentioned a drone. So that'll be great. We have um, Ed Lee. He's another really wonderful photographer and he comes. And then we have a lot of amateur uh, photographers that are out there as well because we offer such a great backdrop. Yeah. So in addition to those professional photographers, uh, you know, people will be posting uh, pictures and events that are attending, and we like to share those on our social media pages. So after the event, we highly encourage people to post those or send them to us so we can post them. Awesome. Well, guys, this has been really fun. It's been great to uh, get to chat with you and learn more about Atomic Falls. Yeah, and maybe see you. <laughs> We'd love to see you make shift. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. There is some real-world stuff that's just always getting in the way. <laughs> oh, it oh for sure. It yes. happens. I understand that fully. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys are definitely on my destination list. If not this year, then next year. Um, I'm going to try to make it happen because um, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And we would we would love uh we would love to have you out there. I've interacted, you know, with you I know. Uh, before and you have such a great personality and uh I'd like to I'd like to see more of you in person instead of just watching all your really cool kick ass interviews and videos oh, on social media. Oh, so. thanks, Slay. Oh man, I, I tell you, you uh, you had me a little intimidated. I was like, man, it's like watch this one on like Mark uh Cordori. Cordori, like, yeah. Oh crap. They're like I'm yeah. coming in after him. I'm like shit. <laughs> you can't you can't hold a candle to that guy. He's a, he's a magical wasteland like awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. But no, we really appreciate um you having us and talking to us and allowing us to talk about Atomic Falls. It's something that we're passionate about. And uh gosh, we just I mean, anybody who wants to come, we want them to come. And we hope to see you there. Awesome. Well, I'm going to I'm going to try my darndest. Sounds good. Makeshift, thanks again, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Killjar and Slay. Um, I appreciate you coming on. And um, either way, I'm going to check in with you um, after the event and see how everything went. All right, Fantastic. sounds good. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Apocalypse Postcast, a podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you hated it with all of your guts, send it to your enemies on water skis pulled by a skyboat. Until next time, survivors, stay alive. Hey, Survivors, if you want to help support The Apocalypse Post and get some rad merch in exchange, head over to theapocalypsepost.square.site, where you can pick up some patches, postcards, or our newest edition, a set of guitar picks. Or get yourself a limited edition Apocabob pin. This little man is showing the world that all it takes to survive the end times is a gas mask and a dream of, well, just staying alive.